from PRX. Uh, friends beyond the binary, Yodish beings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Jedi, uh, you know, whether you're a clone or you like to say Fanoni, Fanoni, something, uh, I don't know how to say it, but, uh, it, or you just make it like making up words or you get mixed up when you're trying to start off a podcast. I want you to know. You're welcome here. You're well, by saying "Welcome to sleep with me," the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, hey, Brody. Before we get moving forward here, I just want to let you know, "Sleep with Me" is uh, designed to be as safe a place I can make it uh, to put you to sleep and take your mind off of stuff. But if you need more help, there's links to organizations you could connect with right now in our show notes. And if you're in a place where you're getting the rest and you want to be a part of positive change, if you want to support the Black members of our community and say Black Lives Matter with your actions, there's links to organizations you could connect with uh, in our show notes as well. And you can always find our sp- sponsors that enable us to bring us bring you this podcast free twice a week in your show notes all that stuff you say even if you're not you're in bed right now you say when your hand hits that fridge tomorrow with that coffee pot you say sleepwithmepodcast.com all right thanks all right but scoots here and you know you've heard these messages i'm here to talk to you about you know what makes uh, things like sleep with me possible stuff outside of the box and that's our democracy and represent us and i don't know about you but does it really feel like our leaders are responsive uh, to our needs uh, right now does it feel like things are running smoothly because if you don't feel like that it's okay uh, you're not alone you know there's a lot of people having the same experience uh, wondering hey is there something we can do do to fix this. And here's the thing. There are things we can do right now to get things back on track. This podcast is part of the Pro-Democracy Podcast Coalition. It's a group of shows, hosts, and networks. We're banding together to try to make things better. And we're working with a grassroots and nonpartisan organization, Represent Us and You. So all you need to do is go to represent.us slash podcast and get more info on how you can get involved. Represent Us is the largest grassroots Grassroots organization working city by city and state by state to pass laws that protect democracy and improve it. You know, we need a system that works for the American people, not just special interests. So go to represent.us slash podcast and join the movement today. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. This is a part of the podcast uh, that keeps it free. It's where I thank the listeners who supported the sponsors, then amplified their support by sharing it in their Instagram stories, sharing it on TikTok, Twitter, letting the sponsors know they heard about them on the show. I want to thank Eve, who signed up for Beachbody. I want to thank Sunshine Teacup, who got sleep phones. Eli, who got a set of sleep phones. Sin, who supported Celestial Seasonings. And Nicole. Cole and Kate, who both got uh, some native deodorant. Oh boy, do I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This really works uh, to keep the show free. So if you're like Eve, Sunshine Teacup, Eli Sin, Nicole or Kate, and you support a sponsor, take a, take a minute, especially if it's a bigger sponsor that's been with the show for a long time, like Helix, Progressive, Better Help, Celestial Seasonings, any of the sponsors, let them know about it. Put it in your story or whatever when you support them. Then let me know about it. I'll try to thank you here on the Sleepy So. Supporter Zone. Second part of the Sleepy Supporter Zone is you getting the support you need. There's links to resources you can connect with right now in the show notes. Uh, Helpline and send text lines. Please use them. Please use them right now if you need them. Please. You're important. 
You know what else is important is the members of our community and not just saying Black Lives Matter, but living it. And uh, that means taking steps, looking inward and learning what it means to be anti-racist. There's going to be links to organizations you can connect with in our show notes. The third part of Sleepy Supporter Zone is I, something I support, and that's supporting some organizations locally. And Carl W. has sent me a list, and this is the next thing on Carl W.'s list. What about a neighborhood park cleanup? Uh, neighbors organized through social media, meet at a specific specific time and place with trash bags and clean up an area that needs it. In New York City, the Parks Department budget, you know, has been reduced and reduced and reduced. So volunteer support for parks and public spaces is a huge help. So look around, see if, it, see if that exists in your local area. If not, maybe you could get it started. Uh, and that's the end of the Sleepy Supporter Zone, which is now over. Oh, mystery bard. A lot of people help out on this show. Who are they? Chris Posty Poster Song. Sounds like a near Wrote the theme song. Carl W. The Legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer. Mr. Bard, I'm at dearest dearest scooter on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me. What do you say we get on with the show? Uh, Hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind, uh, feelings, so thoughts about the past, present, or future, any emotions or feelings coming up for you. Uh, I, I, I know we've talked about emotions and emoting, but have we talked about remotes and emotes? Remote and emote rhyme. And I, I probably realized that before, but but if there's feelings keeping you awake, it could be physical sensations, it could be some sort of change in your life or your routine. You know, it could be situational stuff or seasonal stuff or just some noise. Uh, I don't know, like, like uh, the term refurbishment is like something like hotels and theme parks use, but uh, if you're nearby a refurbishment, I mean, I feel like I've been going through, I could use a refurbishment, uh, but whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off that. What I'm going to do is I got this uh, safe place I'm going to set aside. I'm going to rub it. I'm going to smooth it. I'm going to pat it down. I'm going to say safe place. 
Um, and I'm going to set this, have this safe place smoothed and padded and set aside. And what I'll do is I'll send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, superfluous t- tangents. So, so it means I would go off topic. I'll get mixed up. And then I'll say, huh, I never thought of that anyway. And then I'll go off topic again in a meandering way where you say, well, if, at least if you're going to, because some people go off topic, but they get to the point and then they get back to, but, but I don't do that. Uh, but all of that is to keep you company while you fall asleep, to take your mind off of stuff. That's really my job. And that's the first thing. If you're new, I'm so glad you're here. Regular listeners. How about a round of silent applause or finger applause? Or, you know, do, do people don't really raise the roof anymore, but you could do a one-handed raising, I, I call, call it the curl bump, like poofing your hair in a well, we got to come up with something like that. Maybe that'll be it. Uh, we'll cup our elbows, we'll kiss our shoulders in honor of the new listeners. Oh, new listeners, we're so glad you're here. Yeah, I'm, I'm cupping my elbows, man. That is soothing. Holy moly. Talk about underrated. Here's another thing. If somebody says, are you crossing your arms and glaring? You could, you should only use this when you're telling the truth. We say, no, I'm cupping my elbows and chill in, in a thoughtful, soothing way. Uh, this is what I'm doing. You, have, you, have you ever cupped your elbows? What's the difference between, uh, Folding your arms across your chest and cupping your elbows, intention, man. I'm not. I'm. I'm not aware. My arms. My arms are crossed for a, a purpose, so my hands can cup my elbows, just like uh, Elton John sang, "Cup me softly, tiny elbows." Uh, uh, and, and he never sang that song, but uh, "Cut me gently." I'm an elbow. That's what he's saying. Also, he might have said that other one. Oh, wow, how I cup you, tiny elbow. So anyway, if you're new, what I wanted you to let you know is just a few things you might want to know. One, this podcast is pretty different. And it's not everybody's cup of tea, but the people who eventually like it, and that's, I mean, I'll just be honest with you, eventually like it, they say it took two or three ch- times. Because even people that listen to like Elton John podcasts or body awareness podcasts, you probably never heard those, all those things associated at once or introversion podcasts. uh, And you say, I don't know if that would make sense on any of those anyway, Scoots. And I'd say, well, yeah, put together, they make sense on a sleep podcast, barely. So that's part one is like kind of a two part, part one's a two parter. It, It, uh, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, so give it a few tries and see how it goes. But this is also not a podcast you really listen to. I think that's one thing that throws new people off because you're listening. And that's why I try to take this time to tell you and tell it again and again. See, that's okay. It's okay you're listening to me right now. Like maybe it leads to you cupping your elbows. I'm going to cup one elbow. Not as good as cupping two elbows. Uh, oh, what do I mean by cupping? Just holding in the palm of my hand uh, or, well, more of my fingers, my cupped fingers. My fingers are cupped and my elbow is in it. Uh, 
So I'm cupping my elbows. I see you peeing your elbows. Uh, and you say, wait a second. Any kids, feel free to giggle. Or adults, uh, kids at heart. I see you peeing your elbows. I say, you do? Because that would be hard to pull off. Uh, I probably like, it wouldn't be good for my back. Oh, so I'm a podcast you barely listen to. Acquired taste, that's okay. It also takes a few t- times to realize you kind of just barely listen to me. I'm here to keep you company, but I'm your friend that doesn't make a lot of sense or that doesn't talk about it. You say, well, we're friends because I like being around you, but we really don't share a whole lot of interests. Like, you know, when you're around a friend, you really feel comfortable about, or when you miss right now, I've got that forlorn missing my friend feeling of the friends you could be around and there's no social pressure at all. Like you could be in a car and you could not talk for hours. You could be in a car and you could not talk for hours. You say, this was, that was great. I didn't feel like I had, I say, why, why didn't you talk to me that whole, I say, oh, I didn't realize that, uh. I really enjoyed, that's what I love about you. I don't get to talk to you. Well, I was talking the whole time about my, uh, my miniature collection and the history of Funko. And I say, oh, oh yeah. No, no, I remember that part. I was talking about me. So this podcast, there's no guilt though, because that's what I'm here for. You don't have to listen. I'm here to talk and say stuff. Uh, that you just barely have to pay attention to. This podcast also does not put you to sleep. So not only is it a, a podcast you're supposed to normally you'd listen to, this one you don't really, it's also a sleep podcast. We were kind of like the original sleep podcast, but we don't put anybody to sleep. It's irony, I think. I'm here to keep you company while you fall asleep. And, not, and, and then if you can't sleep, this is the only podcast that puts people to sleep, but if you can't sleep, I'm here to keep you company. And that's really my strongest and highest mission is to be here whether you need me or not so that you could count on, you could count on me uh, to, to be, be bar- that I'll be here rambling. So those are a couple of things that throw new people off. Podcast is a bit different. Takes some getting used to. You don't really listen to it. It doesn't really put you to sleep. It just keeps you company. Uh, other thing is the structure of the show and it serves a purpose, but it definitely is not like the structure of other shows starts off with a greeting friends beyond the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Yodish beings everywhere. You know, whether you're from uh, Jeddah or Je- you're a Jedi, like, uh, I want you to feel welcome. So that's, uh, th- that's a greeting. Then there's business. That's how we keep the show free, which is what I like. Uh, anybody, anybody can listen whenever they want. And the people that support the sponsors enable us to do that. Then there's an intro. The intro goes from minute, what, like six, eight to minute 20 something. And during the intro, I kind of just, told, I mean, I've been told in, 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 in not so nice terms and lots of nice terms, man. In the intro, you really never get to the point. Most of that's positive. They say, you never talk about anything of substance. You kind of almost do. And I say, yeah, that's, I work really hard at it. So, yeah, so the intro, oh, so oh, the intro, so the intro, the idea of the intro is that it introduces new people to podcasts, but for regular listeners and new people, it gives you a chance to unwind 
And as you become a regular listener, you could kind of decide how you want to use the intro. There's 3% of people that skip ahead to 20 minutes. There's some people that listen to intros most of the time. Sometimes they skip them. And then there's a variety of listeners that listen to the intro in different ways. Some people are in bed getting cozy. Oh, boy, you look so cozy there. Other people are starting their bedtime routine or getting ready for bed or doing something relaxing or just laying around chilling. So that's that's the other way to use it. Or some people are waking up or listening all night. So you can kind of see how it goes. And you could switch it up. I mean, the podcast gets used at different times by different people in different ways. But the whole purpose of the intro is to give you some separation, to let the sun set on the day, but to give you some sort of warm light in the night to keep you company. I guess like a nightlight, but I don't use nightlights because I need, again, I, I try to get my room as dark as possible and then... These lights keep popping. I said, where'd that light come from? What is up with that? Even the ones that have settings, they say, oh, no, well, only one of our two lights has a setting to turn it off. Uh, the other one's always on. And I say, to the, I say, well, what in the heck? Why'd you put a setting on only one of the two lights? Uh, oh, for convenience, uh, customer feedback. You say, well, could you get that? Uh, can I? Well, that way you, that, that you know it's uh, it's active. Okay, never mind. Uh, so that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's how podcast business intro, that's just podcast structure. Then there'll be our discussion of the Mandalorian. And that'll probably go from minute 20 to minute 60-something, I think. I recorded it yesterday. It's pretty long. And we'll have Wendy Marstrap in there and then some thank yous. So, so that's the structure of the show. Uh, the only other thing to know is the reason I make the show is because, I one, I know how it feels in the deep, dark night. Tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. I've been through all those things. Uh, so if I can help with that, it would be my honor because I don't want you to have to dread bedtime. My goal is to either make it something that feels neutral or something to say, well, at least Scoots will be there. My boar bud, my boar bay, my boar bestie, my boar friend, uh, my boar burr, whatever, to keep me company and take my mind to stuff and be a little goofy or a lot goofy. So that's one thing. The other thing is you deserve a good night's sleep. You deserve a place you could rest. And if you get that rest, your life will be more manageable. Your life will be fuller. And our world will be a better place to live in. Uh, like, like I said, like, and then you could be a port in someone's storm or, or that calm listener. Or you'll be calm and be able to you know, better care for yourself or your family or, or the people you encounter during the day. You don't have to do that, like, uh, but it's a way I kind of <laughs> I romanticize uh, my job. Uh, but it, really what it comes down to is you're important and you getting the rest you need is important. And sometimes it can be hard to feel that way, but it, it's true. So I guess that's it. I'm really glad you're here. I work really hard on this show. I really yearn and I strive. I appreciate you coming by. And I really hope I can help you get some sleep. Thanks.
All right, everybody, it's Scoots here. I'm talking about Sleep With Me Plus. If you haven't checked out a trial, you know, there's a seven-day trial at all levels at Sleep With Me Plus. You go to sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sign up, you know, cancel in six days uh, before your trial renews. But I want to talk about a uh, email I get uh, somewhat often. It kind of goes like a little bit like this. So maybe you can relate to this email. You know, Scoots, I love this podcast. I've been listening to it for years. It has changed my life. It has changed how I sleep. And I know most people love listening to this ad-supported version. They listen linearly and they wind down during the intro. They fall asleep during the story. But Scoots, I'm different. I love the show, man. But the thing is, I, I listen all night long and, you know, just transitions between the shows and the ads or, oh, man, like with Supporter Zone, I fall asleep early during the intro and then I hear the Supporter Zone or so, the, the sponsors between the story or I'm a musician. So hearing the Mystery Bard sing and I want you to know, yeah, I see you. You love the podcast. It's had this powerful impact. I'm putting you to sleep. You consider that priceless, right? That's what we designed Sleep With Me Plus for, for all those people, people that listen all night, people that just want the intros, people that just want the stories, musicians who don't want any music, they get that story-only feed, people that don't want to hear the supporter zone, they don't want to hear the ads, they don't want to hear the thank yous at the end. You just want one specific show, a lot of it, whether it's Bake Off or TNG or the store, certain stories, you want exclusive content. All those people are a little bit different, and that's what we finally have been able to offer with Sleep With Me plus is for those of you that say, I love this show, but I could use a little bit more of this or a little bit less of this. So get over there. Sleep With Me Plus was made for you. We've been waiting 10 years to be able to do this for you. So you could sign up and again, test it out first. Uh, it works in almost every podcast app, even on Spotify. And you could sign up at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus and check it out. Thanks. All right, everybody, it's uh, Scoots here. This is it, the uh, final episode of the season. The Mandalorian is allies' uh, attempt to something rescue, according to the, uh, oh boy. I don't, I'm not super skilled at it. It always starts where I ended the episode, and then I got to re- like do, well, here's what happens. I, I well, Then I have to um, do the uh, scroll back. With my right hand, I'm right hand, I'm left-handed, but my my notes are in my left hand. So, you know, like I'm holding my notes uh, calmly in my left hand. I didn't know that I held my notes normally in my left hand, but that's my quieter hand, I think. So then I had to reach up and make sure that the Mandalorian got back. And then I scrolled over to another, uh, and then I had to scroll back here to Mandalorian. And this episode ends with, compared to last season, this episode does, I'm going to try not to spoil, like, one thing. And I had, I guess we'll just go on a little tangent here before we get started. I did manage not to be spoiled. I'm pretty good at that. I did happen to look at a friend's Twitter the morning, because I thought it'd be safe. Like, so Mandalorian comes comes out on Fridays, I think, is memory, memory. <laughs> whatever, which never does serve correctly anyway. It was actually the Mystery Bard's Twitter, because I, I was looking for a song of his, uh, and then I saw that he posted just something about the emotions. He didn't actually post a spoiler, but he talked about, like, uh, having crying uh, at the end of the ep- or during the episode. So that did not spoil me, and actually ended up working out as a big misdirect for me in a good way. 
and also reminded me that day to say, okay, you know, social media lockdown or whatever. Let's let's stay clear until we watch it. So I don't want to. I mean, I guess if you're listening to this, uh, you'll probably be able to figure it out, or you probably already got spoiled. If I do spoil it for you, I apologize. But hopefully you'll be. It'll you know. Hopefully it'll spoil your dreams in a good way. Uh, and you see, doesn't somebody isn't who says cutie patootie, or is that someone in my personal life that says that? I think it's a character on something. But we're back on the plus here. I'll run through a couple pages of my notes like we've been doing. You have something I want. Uh, Jin Jaren says, Dark Saber. Does he have it? Doctor Tano. I don't know what that says. Tyron. Oh, Typhon, I think. Uh, Gorge Grogu. Stress Grogu Zone. Maybe that says Grogu Stairs. Not my Jedi. No one said that. Not my Jedi left. Not many Jedi left. Grogu out. Moff and Mando message. Lucasfilm Star Wars. And then we have an Imperial shuttle, or former Imperial shuttle, Boba in the, versus the Boba ship. Boba 1 calling. Can you come in? Oh, it's not the name of your ship? Bo- Sorry, Boba. Uh, this is Scooter calling Boba 1. Come in, Boba 1. Oh, it's still not called Boba 1 over? Uh, 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 go ahead, Boba 1. Oh, no, it's not Boba 1. Boba One, do you have any Boba balls? In Boba One, this is Scooter calling. What would happen if you cryogenically froze Boba balls? Could you do that for me? Over. Go ahead, Boba One. Boba One, are you there? Boba One, is it Fennec Shand? I never like. Uh, I'm not good with names. Uh, Boba One. Boba One, can you hear me? Are you there, Boba One? I feel like a little bit uh, like a, that's a Judy Bloom. What if I wrote that? Uh, are you there, Boba One? It's me, Scooter. No, no one's no one's pushing for Judy Bloom's Star Wars fan fiction written by Scooter. So we have that those two ships. Boba One is pursuing it. There's a doctor on. Is there a doctor on board? There is uh, Doctor uh, Pershing. Shut your mouth. This isn't your laboratory. So we got a person that doesn't appreciate, like, uh, see, how do you know? I guess it, maybe that person knows more about. For this guy to be such a know-it-all, I said, you're flying an Imperial shuttle, dude. Like, take it easy. Uh, we get a Boba Blast, uh, ice cannon, uh, ion cannon, actually, all down. Prepare for boarding. Pirates uh, ship goes up in front. That was cool. So the ship, so we were in the cockpit of the Imperial shuttle, and then Boba One goes up in front of us, uh, and there's good music, and you just say, whoa, if that happened and I was on that, I would be intimidated. I put so cool and intimidating. Pilots have soft helmets, double question mark. That's a good point, Scooter. I don't know if shuttle pilots address different than they, well, I, I do know shuttle pilots dress differently than, uh, what do you call those, other type of pilots, and they had soft helmets on. What ba- Oh, they also, I, I, I'm not into the deep dives because I don't want to get spoiled, but they also, I said, what are those badges they're wearing or labels or whatever? There's good clank. Uh, the door opens. We get the Mando whistling music. Hands are up. Uh, 
Before you make a mistake, this is Dr. Pershing. We're not, uh, is the kid okay? Uh-huh. Grass Pershing? Stay back, dropper. Easy, pal. Not with him out. Buddy takes him out. Listen to me. Top time. Target out. Uh, ear hurts for Pershing. Mando. Blue pump music. Uh, title five. Titles. Exclamation point. Exclamation point. Even more up music than normal after the title. It had a little, a little bit extra fanfare. Okay, and then we'll come back. So let's run it. So we we're do, right now it's going through the recap. And, you know, who would skip the recap? I guess people would. We see uh, uh, the other Mandalorian people. We see the lab. We see the fish person whose name I already forgot. Dr. Pershing. Ashoka uh, uh, Tano. Uh, Man- Grogu. I knew how to pronounce Ashoka Tano, but now I can't do it anymore because I said there's no S in it, I don't think. But I don't say, I can't say a Hoka, it's not a Hoka Tano either. So then we see, okay, then we got the, uh, what I think was interesting is that there's like, it felt like there was a little bit of a reference to, to Battlestar Galactica, the 70s series, and then, of course, a wonderful star from Battlestar Galactic, Katie. Or Kate uh, from this the 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 more recent Battlestar Galactica that the finale was right around when my daughter was born. Okay, now my screen's going through the Star Wars thing, like uh, that music, which is a nice theme. And then we start with the lasers, I think, uh, and the chase is on. Oh, I got to turn on the closed captioning. Holy mackerel! I don't know, the problem is then I have to remember, then I have trouble turning it off. And then my daughter says, nope. And then I always end up exiting out because we watch TV on our Xbox. So that's like not as, it's, it works great, but it's more complicated than, well, when your dad's running it because it doesn't have its own remote. So you have a remote, I have a remote that works with it. That works well, except when I'm working it. I would like to know also what the symbol on, Boba Fett's chest means and his new painted stuff. Uh, Boba One comes in, a couple of uh, soft helmets. I mean, talk about soft helmets. There's, oh, those are first order things, I think, on their sides. But those two are soft helmeted. These two, uh, they look like they're related, the two pilots. One is such is more cranky than me in the morning. Now we have Boba One passing by. They're looking around. Pershing is not super nervous, I guess, because he's just, uh, I don't understand. I'd like to learn more about this Dr. Pershing. Um, like somehow he must have some other motiva- secret motivation we never know about. That's just what I'm guessing. Boba is dealing with the pilots. The pilots are dealing with Dr. Pershing. Uh, then they say, leave it alone, drop trooper. And the one pilot thinks he's going to bargain. Then he starts talking trash about Alderaan. Because uh, he's like, I got a top tier clone engineer here. And I want to use him for negotiation purposes. Uh, you wish you never left Alderaan that I toasted. I saw the tear. You know what else I saw? I was working that day. 
And she tries, she tries back like a little joke. He says, I was on the Death Star. Which one? Sounds like he says millions of people were on those bases, which, um, said really millions. Uh, but maybe he's talking about Alderaan. And, you know, he's got a wild view of things, which she says bye bye to him. And we, Mando turns towards the camera and he's a little up in blue. Beautiful and blue is our Mandalorian. And then we get the title, and uh, then we see two moons and a planet. And it's kind of like a desert-style planet. Boba One's going in, and it's a planet with, like, these giant uh, uh, power plants or steam plants or something, which is a really cool effect. I love anything, like, giant stuff. Uh, and they're, yeah, I don't know what they're doing. They could be creating atmosphere. They could be making power. They could be doing something else, but uh, they land. We see a, another uh, ship. I don't know, like somewhat not a fancy ship, but a ship that looks like it could go fast. And a cantina. And Mando and Boba walk. And Mando and Boba walk into a bar. This bar had a lot of daylight, though. And everybody looks at them like, oh boy. Got a couple of Greedos. And then we see that it's. Uh, um, characters whose names i can't remember but uh eventually i may and mando and boba walk over i'll remember them uh maybe mando says hey what's up uh and they say uh we're not bounty hunters i need your help uh we serve a higher purpose he says they took the kid and who took the kid moff gideon well, good luck. You'll never find Moff Gideon. He's beyond. Well, we found him at a, a power plant or something. Boba Fett does not appreciate. He's like, I don't like this attitude. They say, we don't like you're wearing that armor. You know, you're not a Mandalorian. He goes, yeah, no. Uh, they call him a sidekick. Uh, and then he says something like, uh, I didn't understand. So they kind of have, a, like, so... Um, the two sidekicks uh, have a showdown. Neither one will be sidekicks for very long. They're both obviously leads. And Manda says, I got Moff's in a light cruiser. I could give that to you. Boba Fett says, dude, I could use a light cruiser. You didn't offer it to me. And they said, we could take it back. Mandalore, he's like, it doesn't exist. They say, you're a disgrace to the armor. He says, "My arm, this is Boba. My armor belonged to my father. He knows she's a princess. Uh, and then they kind of say, we don't like clones. Uh, my voice might be the last one. Then he dan- they dance, uh, a little dance-off. Uh, learn that Boba's not as tough as he acts. Uh, he's pretty evenly matched. Um, and then they do a little flame-out, and they say, enough, enough. We never should have lost our planet. Let's cut this out. If we could have just got along, we're all hot-headed. We'll help you for exchange for the light cruiser. That way we get back Mandalore. And if we do, we'd like to have you help, too. I really think you're great. And, you know, we got to get out of exile. Mandalore says, fair enough. Uh, and then she says, also, Gideon has this thing, and he had Darksaber. Ancient weapon that can cut through anything, except uh, pure Beskar. I say, okay, good exposition. And she goes, I'm going to take that back from the moth. Uh, so just let me, the dark saber's restored to me. 
then Mandalore will be in my reach. And I say, I wonder if this is forming a showdown for next season, you know. And Mandalorian says, the kid's my only priority. So then we go to the planning planning session. We got Pershing. He's like sitting there thinking. We, they check out the light cruiser. Used to have several hundred of a crew. Now, now it barely has anybody. And Pershing says, well, not exactly. It's got a platoon of dark uh, troopers, uh, garrison. And uh, those are the ones that grab the child. How many? And he goes, these are third generation. They're not suits. Uh, he goes, the human was a weakness. Uh, so they're droids. Mandalorian goes, they say, where are they bivouacked? He says, they're in cold storage because they use so much power in the cargo bay. So they're kept at the ready. Fennec says, how long to power them up? A few minutes. Uh, where's the kid? The brig, uh, you know, easy to find, easy enough to find. Okay, we'll split up. Uh, Mandalorian says, I go alone. They say, fine. And uh, I'm sorry, I cannot remember the, the, the former queen of the Mandalore, what, what her name, but uh, it, I, my brain is just not. Uh, but she comes with the blame. Phase one, distress call in, on, the sh- on the ship. Uh, Pursing ship, the Lambutta shuttle. Then we emergency land, block the fighter tube, cutting off any interceptors. Then we disembark maximum initiative, neutralize the launch bay, and then go through the make you know go into the decks. Uh, Will be misdirection for you. You slip through the shadows, get the kid, and. Say, oh geez, well the dark troopers could be skanking the old scud pipe, uh, and she says, "Can't you shut him down?" And Fennec says, "Yeah, take his key and seal him off. Anything else we can handle, and then we'll meet you at the bridge. Then we see we go into hyperspace with Boba One and uh, the shuttle, and we see through the bridge. Let me just run through my notes. Uh, yeah, oh no, this is we already went through." What do we got? Mando and Boba walk into a bar. Oh boy. Spotchka, Spotchka. They spot a couple other Mandos. No helmets. Need your help. Uh, Boba does not like sidekicks. Uh, Mando offers the light cruiser. Uh, turn that planet to glass. Father. Something. Something like backbone. Something. I don't know. Well, we will help you in exchange for ship. Fair enough. Uh, something warp out through anything, almost anything, anyone. Pure Beskar, help me rescue the child, and you can have anything you want. He is my only priority. A23, A26, three ships at sunset, Pershing and Cuffs, Blueprint, third generation suits no longer. Cold storage. Few minutes, perhaps. Brig split. I go alone. Phase one. Misdirections. Your ship through. You slip through the shadows. Real stink in the scud pipe. Uh, nut at something. Hyperspace. Moff Gideon is mine. I need him. So long as he smirks. Uh, 
one as long as he smirks, uh, live to talk before those two. 2743, that's their number. Emergency docking, launch TIE fighters. Uh, gets a look. Oh, this was like a 1145 on the bridge. So whoever's playing like one of the senior deck officers is someone I recognize, but I haven't been able to figure it out even on, I think I looked on Wikipedia. She's, she's, she's from something else, a really great actress, but she's just playing kind of like the head, I don't know, like the admiral or something or the commander of the ship. And Moff Gideon says, uh, She's trying to get something done, and he says, launch the TIE Fighters, and she just gives him this look, this WTF look that I love. That's at 11.45. Uh, TIE Fighters launch music, request denied, clear the launch tube, stand down. Woo-hoo, woo-woo, Boba breaks, moth mad, hang on. Boba busts them out, uh... They took toked the launch bay. Uh, Moff stressed, uh, activate the dark troopers. Oh, yeah, 1345, the industrial trooper music. Their eyes go red, very old school Battlestar Galactica. Uh, the Mando comes off, all is quiet. Squad, all clear to clear bridge. Uh, all spike. Oh, there's like a tri- trick while they're on a bridge. Uh, a little trap, but the jetpacks solve that. Uh, Mando sneaks. Troopers. Uh, umbilical cords go loose. Steamed cargo bay. Cover me. Sneak and shoot. Uh, troopers break free. Mando sneaks. Uh, gun jammed. Got you. Elevator. Troops march. Mando gets there. A little late. It has to take on one trooper who gets free. You see that they're very tough not to crack, uh, but not tougher than Beskar. Artok. Uh, oh, Airlock. Goodbye. Dank Farrick. Uh, need help. Uh, birding Fair. Weapons system dis- disarmed. Where's Gideon? Mando takes out guards. So let's run through that on the live screen here. Can't believe my brain can't remember any of the characters' names. I mean, this is why I make a sleep podcast, I guess. Boba Fett, Mandalorian, Din Djarin, Fennec Shand, and then who's it? Not um. You think of real the real names, but not their characters' names. Uh, I mean, this is of course why you make a sleep podcast, though. Okay, so we see a shuttle. Boba ones in uh, trailing it. Uh, they head towards the thing. I always wonder. They say, "Don't didn't we send the? Wasn't it different pilots when we sent that ship out?" They say, "Okay, Lombada shuttle two seven. You got to get some emergency docking." And they say, hold on, we're going to launch some TIE fighters. Don't do anything. Mer- you know, they say, no, 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 we're nervous. It's bubble one. And they say, yeah, just wait for us. Uh, stay clear, we're deploying. And they say, have you heard of bubble one? They say, there's a load of bubble balls on here. Weaponized bubble balls. 
They launched two TIE fighters, yeah, which is pretty cool. I don't know if we've seen this kind of activity before in such a detail. And then uh, some really good piloting to make the uh, TIE fighters go off course. And then they go right into the launch tube, which just was their plan. They're the skank and the scud pipe or the whatever, skink and the scud pipe. They say, wait a second, negative, negative. Oh, Bo-Katan. I'm sorry, Bo-Katan. And, but they fly in, clear the launch tube, but then everybody's like, oh boy, we got a ship coming in here. Hangar control, stand down. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, that's what that said. Did they manage to land in the uh, launch tube very easily? So that is good for, I mean, that's like a design flaw. A lot of, a lot of design flaws in these Empire ships and bases. Oh, yeah, only, well, you only need one place to launch TIE fighters from. What do you think? Somebody's going to come in there and land? And they say, well, it turns out somebody did. Boba has no problem making quick work of the TIE fighters and then jumps to hyperspace. Then there's cool steam, clear the launch tube. What are you doing? Taking stormtroopers out. That's what we're doing. Should never stormed any troops. Uh, And this is cool. Like, this is a great, I mean, this episode has really, really great action sequences. So we get this really uh, extensive, uh, like, sneaking, like, boarding party action sequence and then interspersed with uh, Mando creeping and then the dark troopers getting activated uh, with, again, like, mu- like theme- thematic music uh, that fits it all. Yeah, and then Mando comes down in the steam. Must be hard to walk down... You really have to have good. Here's the thing: if you're on, if you enter the Star Wars universe, make sure you have shoes that have good grips. Because uh, if you got to walk up and down all those ramps, uh, you want to have good traction. So Mando's looking. Then there's a cool bridge over like a space hole, which I don't know. I mean, for dramatic purposes, it serves something. I don't know what purpose it would serve for the ship uh, to have a space hole, like a big space hole. I mean, I'm sure it does serve some purpose. They say, oh, yeah, it's good for, you know, it's how we get our vitamin D and stuff. Uh, But there's like a double trap. uh, So at first it seems, oh, no, all is lost. But we realize that the two uh, Mandalorians are uh, out. They take out those stormtroopers. There's smiles and there's more action. And meanwhile, Mando's, he has to do some ducking and dodging. He manages to go on stealth mode uh, and avoid any contact, which is a reason in the moment that everything happens. It's, you know, three, two, one contact. But yeah, so he's sneaking, looking around. The, the, uh, whatever you call it, the dark troopers are pretty much ready to go. They, they hit like 80%. And there's a lot of them, and they got a lot of cool lights. Uh, and then they get into a hangar or storage, yeah, I guess a storage hangar, cargo bay, cover me. Uh, but they make their way through, like, uh, Fennec really shines, uh, like, action style. Like, there, there's a, all the characters get good action moves, but Fennec has the best moves. 
Yeah, Erlusis does the coolest, like, yeah, dodges out of the way, leans out of the way. And then they go down a hall. Uh, they're covering, you know, everybody's covering one another, which is always nice. Uh, the dark troopers are starting to march. So they're getting ready to leave cold storage, you know, which no one could like. Uh, Mando's looking, he, he encounters this one droid, which was like up in the episode art, uh, like some sort of protocol style droid. Yeah, then we have the hall, like another hallway. They're getting closer to the bridge, closer to the elevator to get to the bridge. Uh, gun jams, uh, uses it as a tool. We see great teamwork, everybody covering one another. They get to the elevator, trying to fix the big, big weapon. Alarms going off as the dark troopers get ready to exit. Mando sneaks around the corner right as the door opens with one dark trooper stepping out. He's like, oh, man. So he tries to lock the door. And one of the troopers grabs the door he, and then uh, opens it really strong. But the door's still trying to close. So only that one trooper gets out. And him and Mando have to dance for a while. And Mando's helmet gets dented. Uh, Mando, like, uh, ha- like you just learn, yeah, these are tough nuts to crack until you have the best scar. But really cool usage, usage of, like, uh, I don't know, of actual mechanics. Uh, like, I don't know if they went to, like, what do you call that? Like, one of those factories where you, uh, I don't even know what that technology's called, but... You know, with arms and, and motors and stuff like that, robotics. Uh, but the uh, the Mando opens the old, he tries to open the airlock once, then that's when he beskars the uh, trooper. Oh, first he uh, whistles it or whatever, uses his whistling birds, which gives him enough time to uh, get his beskar tool. And then he, like, opens the airlock and he said, that was too, again, I did not say, oh, that was too easy. I said, well, I did say a little bit. Uh, I said, all the dark troopers go out of the airlock. That's, like, billions of dollars, probably. Meanwhile, they're trying to fix their gun. Bo-Katan's saying, oh, Cardoon and Bo-Katan, are you going to be ready? You don't worry. They go down a hall from the elevator to the bridge, and they make quick work of it. Uh, and again, this was like, this was the first time I took pause, because it was like halfway into the episode, and they already took the bridge uh, with authority. Uh, no. They get the keys, Wesley weapons, Casca Reeves, weapon system disarmed. No Gideon. And we see two stormtroopers guarding the brig. Mando rolls up on them. He uh, he doesn't have a problem with that. Uh, goes into the room. Moff Gideon and uh, Oso are in there together uh, with the dark blade. Oso looks a little down. He says, Papa, Papa. And Mando says, do not uh, test my patience. This is my kid. You know, but then uh, Moff Gideon says, put your blaster down. He says, okay, I will. 
And he says, push it over here. Uh, very nice. Man, I says, just give me the kid. He goes, the kid's fine where he is. He says, this sword used to belong to Bo-Katan. Uh, yeah, I know everything. No, you've been traveling with Bo-Katan. Assume I know everything. Yeah, your wrist launcher is fired. It's one and only salvo. Man, he goes, what, is it? what are you doing? Uh, and Moff Gideon says, yeah, I bet Bo-Katan and her boarding party are here. They arrived at the bridge. They didn't find me. Uh-huh. And he goes, she's really looking for this. Uh, but I'm not here. I'm here, not there. And Moff Gideon says, uh, you know, he's saying, oh, I represent order and peace in the universe, blah, blah, blah. Now they're going to worry. He goes, but she really just wants this uh, dark blade, a dark saber, because it brings power. And Mando's like, he goes, yeah, whoever wields this sword has the right to the Mandalorian throne. Mando goes, listen, dude, I just want the kid. I don't know what you're making speeches about. Uh, why don't you just hit the road, take your uh, fancy sword, and... Uh, and he goes, yeah, I already got what I needed. Uh, some samples. Uh, wanted to see, you know, get an idea. He's very gifted, this child. And rare properties, potential to bring order back to the galaxy. And Mando looks at Oso. Oso looks at Mando. Big Eye City. Uh, and then Moff says, I see you have a bond with him. Shakes his head. Uh, he goes, take him. He goes, we'll go our separate ways, because uh, you got to get off the ship, though. And Amanda goes, sure. And he goes to pick up uh, Oso. Of course, Moff tries to double-cross him, but Mando's in a, a suit of Beskar. And, you know, Moff has an initial initiative, uh, but this is a big mistake, because, uh, you know, Mandalorian, like, uh, can dance. Uh, so they have, a like, a, like, a, what is that called? Like, a flag dance, where you dance with your flagpole things. Oh, ribbon dancing. And Mandalorian's like, I got a ribbon dancing spire made of pure Beskar, man. There's no chance. Uh, but, uh, Moff Gideon is not, uh, he doesn't listen. But uh, Mandalorian doesn't have any problems outdancing Moff Gideon. And, uh, I mean, makes quick work of Moff. And you say, okay, again, you say, okay, that was only five or ten more minutes. Okay, let me run through my uh, notes. Okay, opens the door, oh, so coughed, uh, looking sad. Moff with the blade, drop the blaster, kick it over, give me the kid. Kid is just fine. Long talk. You keep it. I just want the kid. Very well. I've already got what I want. Oso and Papa share a look. I see your bond. Moff shakes his head. Uh, the old double cross. Uh, 2330, it's, it's on. Hottest, best car. Not a match. You're sparing me? This should be interesting. And we see the back of Bo-Katan on the bridge. Turns Mando and Moff uh, and Droy something. Share everyone a bit stunned. I yell, oh no.
laughs. Uh, just take it. Oh, I yield. Uh, how many? Uh, Fanny, none. Music, 2625. Troopers on board. A platoon. Troopers much? Oh, troopers march. Moff lays on something. This is what had me stressed. Uh, there was always a blaster close to Moff, and then it got even closer. And since I knew, like, there was that the mystery bard cried, I said, oh, no. But don't worry, all will be well. Scantily claws. Uh, Mando sets oh so down. Don't worry, kid. Dark troopers music. Uh, seal the blast doors. They march. They're here. Helmets on. Door punch mode. Moff smiles. Uh, blasters up. Moff makes a speech. Moff, uh, something. Oh, then there's various, uh, Shots of all the squad's reaction. Trooper doors, tension. Alarm rings, X-wing. One X-wing, great. Uh, incoming craft, identify yourself. Oh, so coos, ears move. Uh, troopers take a break. Why did they stop? Uh, music changes. Moff breeds. Shots of the squad. Cloak on the security cam. Bo-Katan whispers, a Jedi who makes quick work. Uh, green lightsaber kicks him behind. Oh, so waddles or something? Warbles, I think. Uh, 3125 gloved hand. Moff watches on multiple cams as the squad goes down. Moff makes his move, which is a total fail. But that was where it was stressful for me. Moff makes one last attempt, fails three times or two times. Uh, Jedi, it's easy work for the Jedi. Oso puts his hand up on a screen that shows a security cam. Mando sees the last group of troopers uh, go bye bye. Mando, then Mando watches, and there's more shot reaction shots of the squad. Total Jedi, cr crushing the can mode for the last one. Oh, so blank, bl bl blinks or something, looks at Mando. Groans, pick me up, Papa. Open the doors. I said, open up the doors. Like Elsa said, or Anna said, open up the gates. Uh, what are you, a wild man? 3419, Stever Grand Lightsaber. Uh, oh, green lightsaber, big belt buckle. That was the one thing I didn't recognize. I said, wait a second, is this who I think it is? Because I don't recognize a gigantic belt buckle. Uh, WTF, old theme, so that kind of aligns. And Mando says, are you a Jedi? I am. He puts his hand out. Come, little one. Oso uh, hides uh, behind his chair. Mando picks him up, holds him. Facto, three question marks. Oso touches helmets. Oh, face to face. Uh, soft keyboard music. Visor off. Oso looks, touches chin. All right, pal, time to go. Don't be afraid. Sets him down. 
Oso coos and hugs his leg. Then a D2 of R2s comes in, rolls up. Uh, kids love D2 R2s. <laughs> it's not going to not spoil it, but I don't know. He goes from three legs to one leg mode, which Oso loves. Then R2 bows. Oso and R2 communicate. Uh, R2 squeals. Jedi and Mando nod. Oso goes, yo, Jedi, pick me up. That's my favorite part. Uh, there's big music, Jedi and Oso. May the force be with you. There's kind of like a zoom out, dolly shot out. Uh, Oso over the shoulder. And then there's big, big Mando music as Mando and the squad look to the elevator. And then we get face shots of Mando and Oso. Tears uh, crying. The door closes. In the episode and the season almost end, there's a little teaser trailer, but there's no art. Uh, they just go through the credits and then we see two sons, the Hut Palace, Gamarian Guards, uh, some hut on a throne, not a familiar, not a hut that I'm familiar with. Uh, he says Demuska, and then there's a blast, a blast. Uh, Fennec shows up, she's in the house, and then Boba rolls up. Uh, and the hut says, oh, Boba, hello, so glad to see you. I heard you, there's so many rumors about you going bye-bye. And Boba goes, time for you to go bye-bye. There's really good music. And then it was very piratey, I mean, in a good way. Like, this was like a pirate's life for me style. Like, Boba sits on the phone, I mean, on the throne, on the throne. And Fennec goes and grabs, like, uh, some, uh, whatever that drink's called blue drink uh and she brings it over and like sits on the side of the throne it was so cool very it's called the book of boba fett and that was the end of the te- teaser trailer so let's hop back we got uh let's see we got the back of uh bo katan she's glaring then mando comes and he's with the moth uh she's like what in the hay moth's like hey what's up uh Lost a dark saber to this cat, and uh, Amanda goes, "Yeah, we got him." She goes, "What happened?" He goes, "Kara Dune says he we needed him. Uh, now the Republic's gonna get uh, to interview him." And Moff goes, "No, no, no, not about that. He, he, she needs that dark saber. She's got to win it in battle." And Amanda goes, "No, I yield. Just take it. I don't need it." And he goes, no, no, it belongs to you. It's like, uh, got to win it in battle. Setting, you know, so it sets up some tension. And Mando tries, he says, no, no, it's a mythology, mythological weapon. Must be won in battle. Hardy, har, har. So it kind of creates some un- unintended consequences, clearly. Mando goes, come on, just take a thing. I yield. You won it. Uh, this is fair. We work together. But Moff Gideon is cracking himself up. He goes, it's not the Darksaber, it's the power of the story. She's a pretender to the throne, hardy har har. And she goes, well, he's right, I can't take it. Uh, She says, he's right, I can't take it. That's when the Dark Troopers come back. uh, And uh, that's when Moff Gideon thinks, oh boy, I won again. We're being boarded. How many life forms? Zero. It's the uh, Dark Troopers. 
So they come on board. There's some cool shots and, of course, the great music. Uh, you're about to face off with a platoon of troopers. You're toast. Uh, you couldn't even handle one. And he's really, you know, pleased with himself. Oh, they actually go up through that space thing. So maybe it was for them uh, the, where the bridge is. So they start marching. Some of them, they, I think they land on different parts of the ship, or maybe not, maybe just that one part. We get to see the security cams, uh, and that's when we have all the tension. Definitely like a few cool minutes of tension building. Like it's uh, really well done because you say, okay, no chance. And we see them go into door pounding mode, which is really cool. Everybody gets ready, takes their breaths. Like, okay, we'll we'll still get this. We're going to get through this somehow. Uh, yeah. Like, when they go into door-pounding mode, it is cool. So, they, ha- I don't know, everything builds up in a really good way. And Moff, the Moff is, like, uh, so pleased with himself. Uh, and it's just this really slow. And he goes, yeah, well, Moff, you can say, well, you got a lot, but you got a nice team here, but... Uh, this is it. Uh, it's over. I don't know if he's talking to Mando or to... Yeah, I guess he's talking to... I don't know. He's talking to Mando. Child to be mine. And the Dark Saber. And that's when we get to Jedi. Which we were... I mean, I didn't realize which Jedi it would be. But I was like, oh, okay, Jedi's here. Uh, answers the call. But it is a while... Uh, and then uh, we just get some more really fun action sequences with the Jedi taking out all the troopers over about five minutes, ten minutes maybe. And some really fun stuff, really advanced level Jedi stuff like pulling, pushing. Then uh, uh, Moff tries to take out, yeah, he does take the three-part plan. First he goes after bo fails. And then he goes after Oso. Mando dives in front. Uh, then he tries to demoff, de- uh, and Cara Dune says, no, you're coming with me. Then we get more Jedi, and a lot of different shots, too, of the Jedi, like close, uh, like, uh, I don't know, the shots from the cam, the security cams, uh, I don't know, like, uh, anything kind of moving forward, it kind of sets, uh, I, I don't know, just really enjoyable, I guess what I'm saying. Also, you get really good shine on the dark troopers because you have the last group of them, right, like by the door, at the, waiting for the elevator, and that's when this Jedi comes up, uh, and even in close quarters, uh, it's like uh, nothing doing, and Mando and Oso are watching. They're like, "Holy moly!" Uh, so then. But I guess everybody watching is like, well, what if it's not a good Jedi? Which for a second I was like, what if, what if it isn't a good, what if it's like, uh, what's his name? The dude, the Jedi that didn't wear a shirt. I said, what if he's got no shirt on underneath that uh, robe with a giant belt buckle? But we see that he does. We see it's a familiar face. Uh, young, young, uh, super young youngster. You say, holy mackerel. Hello, angel eyes. Uh, yeah, Oso watches, says, uh, come with me. And then Amanda says, he doesn't want to go with you. And he goes, yeah, he wants your permission to come. So he says, yeah, he doesn't want to go with you. 
You know, Jedi Sarah goes, yeah, you just want your permission. He's strong with the force, but he's got to get some training. And he goes, don't worry, I'll protect him. Everything I have, uh, but he was only going to be safe uh, if he gets his abilities under control. And Mandalorian goes over there, picks him up. Oh, boy. Holds him. Must have been tough for all the other actors to just uh, have to stand at attention. I'm looking at Fennec, and she is standing there. Uh, and the man says, oh, don't worry, I'll see you again. I promise. Oso's looking at him, touches his helmet first. Uh, that's where we see this great uh, journey of the Mandalorian character, I th- in my opinion, uh, and his helmet and his belief system. And then the introduction of not just Boba Fett, like Bo-Katan and Boba Fett as these other branches of uh, armor-wearing, Mandalorian-related uh, type situation. And like a Boba, uh, Oso goes, oh, Papa, stroke your beard. And Papa has to close his eyes. He says, uh, and then he smiles. It has to be hard for the Mandalorian, right? Because he's like a sworn off. Uh, and he goes, time to go. And Oso goes, oh, and puts his ears down. He says, don't be afraid. This Jedi, he goes, you know, I'll be coming to visit at some point. And the Jedi will keep good care of you. We see a great shot of the Mandalorian's leather boots as Grogu hugs one of them. And he looks down. That's when R2 rolls up. uh, And Oso whips around and says, what in the heck is that thing? Two legs switches to three legs. Oso has to walk up to it. And then they talk. R2 does the R2 thing. Like where he, you know, vibrates like a trash can. First he bows down. But yeah, they must speak, R2 must speak Yodish. And the Jedi nods his head. Mandalorian nods his head. And uh, then he said, the best part is, yeah, Osa goes, yo, Jedi, come pick, pick me up. Change my diaper, man. I don't care if you're the last of the last Jedi or the first Jedi. And uh, they look at one another. May the force be with you. And he walks off and then we get this, a couple of, you know, all the reaction shots. And then, oh yeah, pretty good one of like when they pull out of the Mandalorian makes one last kind of uncomfortable nod with his strong feelings. And then we get the, you know, naturally the, the, the cry. Well, it's a slow delivery, slow build to the tears. The tears really do slowly form. Uh, once, uh, and I guess at the right time too, once they're on the elevator, it's the elevator door closed. Uh, that's when we see Mandalorian has tears in his eyes. And I think Oso does too. I don't know. Do Yodish beings have tear, tear ducts? I think they do. He does like a, the Mandalorian even does like an uptick with his chin. And that's when it closes. And then, like I said, the the Boba stuff. So I'm looking forward to that uh, Book of Boba Fett series. So all in all, really, really great season. Uh, really enjoyed covering it and watching it. And I got to watch the season. I know someone that never seen, hasn't seen season one and really enjoyed this season. And especially... Maybe Grogu, the child, Oso, 
So I appreciate it. And uh, just got a couple of things to, to check in with Wendy Marstrap about. Uh, good night. Hey, everybody. This is your friend, uh, Wendy Marstrap. Uh, it's windy again, like the wind. Though it's okay to call me Wendy. I don't mind. Uh, I just Some people say, how do you spell it? Well, no one sent me any fan mail. But I know that one day I'd like some fan mail. I mean, I don't have anywhere to send it because Scooter would have to go get me back out of the Star Wars universe. Long to, Scooter says, not only is it a long time ago, and again, he goes, it's really a galaxy far, far away. And then where I live is in the outer, ba- outer rims. And I guess Scooter gets lost because he says, which way is the Outer Banks? He, he says, he goes on the map. He says, Outer Banks. Uh, and then he, he also, you know, he has trouble spelling. And so then he ends up, uh, ends up taking him longer. And he always says that far, far away. Add more fars in there. Long time to get there. Won't be long ago by the time I get back. Uh, harumphity humph. But anyway, I'm Dewey, uh, I'm, I'm Wendy Marstrap, and my, I'm here with my best friend, Dewey the Dewback. It's funny, Dewey does not read, and Dewey's gotten a lot more uh, fan mail. He even has people showing up, uh, like the, the, one of the, 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 the sand crawlers came by when Dewey and I were out for, for just a walk, uh, just walking and thinking, and whist- I was whistling. I like to whistle for Dewey. But this sand crawler full of Jawas came out, and I said, well, I don't need anything, and this is my Dewback, Dewey. And they just wanted to meet Dewey, and they said, they, you know, eventually we found a way to communicate. They wanted to shake Dewey's hand, and I said, Dewey's a, du- a quadruped. It's not possible. And then they, they actually trained Dewey to shake hands. I was impressed. Then they wanted me, they said they owed him. I said, yeah, you get to meet Dewey. Uh, and then I said, by the way, you know, that's not just teaching Dewey because there was a lot of Jawas at all. And they were taking their pictures with Dewey. Anyway, I guess I'm just buying time because it's my last time with all of you. And I know I'm going to miss all, you know, I'm going to miss you. And so I, I guess I was just trying to take more time. So Scooter would probably say, can you get to the, the episode, chapter 16, the notes I have prepared for you? Just two things we have to cover, but they're pretty in-depth. We're going over the Star Wars fandom. There's actually three hut entries, H-U-T-T. The first one is a hut clan, and this is in canon. Also known as a hut cartel, or the huts is, you know, powerful CR. I mean, I'm familiar with them. We've talked about it because I'm from the same area. Uh, is uh, many famous huts and now famous vets, uh, but it's a galaxy. They're you know powerful for CRIME. It started around the time of the Cologne Wars, uh, governed by the Grand Hut Council. Uh, there's five hut families. Uh, the clan was one of the members of the five syndicates, uh, and they aligned themselves with the Galactic Republic during the Cologne Wars. Though they did have dealings with Darth Maul, uh, the Shadow Collective. Um, during the Civil War, you know, we dealt with mercenaries. You know, we had to deal with a group of mercenaries on Tatooine. We established, or we, I don't know, I'm reading, established alliance with the Galactic Empire. Uh, then after Jabba, you know, power did wane. Is that all we need to cover? I mean, yeah, we had power and influence over the Outer Rim, uh, hyperspace lanes, uh, 
We did have, they did have rivals. Uh, don't worry, I'm saying we, I'm just a little confused. I'm not really that familiar with, uh, they wouldn't have me. I mean, let's just be honest. But their organization, they have the Grand Hut Council, Astro, Astro, Astrography. Uh, Hut Space was the domain of the Hut Clam in the Outer Rim Territories. Uh, expanded in the expansion region during the Clone Wars uh, to the borders of the Inner Rim. But the Separatists wouldn't have them. So that's one entry. There's a couple other ones, but I think we covered, maybe we covered it. The Grand Hut Council or the Hut Grand Council, or the Hut Council, ruling body of the Huts, uh, Nal Hut, uh, and a number, oh, that's on the Hut world of Nal Hut. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever visit that. I don't know if you'd want to go, like, I mean, not trying to be judgmental, but would you want to go to a world of, uh, I mean, I guess some people would. Uh, they did align themselves with the Darth Maul and the Shadow Collective after the takeover of Mandalore. So I got a feeling this hut stuff's not done. Hut cartel. Uh, whoops, I pressed the wrong button on Scooter Singmajig here. He's going to say, Dewey, did you put your tongue on my tablet? Okay, hut cartel. Oh, I clicked the wrong button again. Guess I'm new to this. Uh, it's only in one dimension or two. So the Hut Cartel or the New Hut Empire was a criminal syndicate. Uh, Hut's job uh, held uh, considerable power. Also, you know, had its own army and Starfleet. Uh, dealt with the Zan Consortium in the Old Republic uh, during the Great Galactic War. They didn't like the Sith Emperor during the Cold War. We ran the Hollow Net. Uh, and so there's a lot in here. That's in the ca legends. So there's a difference between canon and legends, uh, I think, if I click that button. But nothing, I don't think anything you're missing out on. So that's a little bit about it. And then lightsabers had come in different colors. So Scooter said he went to Vox.com. Bill Edwards wrote an article on May 4th, 2015, about Star Wars colors, Star Wars lightsaber colors explained. So this is here's some some of them and what they mean. So there's green, and it says the mood peace through peace through force when necessary. Jedi counselor members who prefer negotiation and mediation, but have strong force abilities, would use a green. Luke Skywalker, Yoda, Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, red is for evil and power. Sith and dark Jedi. Uh, these sabers are powered by synthetic crystals. Darth Vader, Darth Sidious, Darth Maul, Chiron, Kylo Ren. A light sky blue, that's justice and protection. Jedi Guardians, uh, they're very good at They're very good with it. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. A lavender, that would be for a sleep podcaster. Moral ambiguity. Mace Windu, Mara Jade. They could use both techniques, light and dark side, aggressive side. Uh, purple could be a mix of blue and red. Yellow maybe for intrigue and pursuit. Jedi Sentinels, Yarl Poof, Plo Koon, negotiation. That's more of a reddish orange. Yaddle uses that one. Sentinel class, a stealth and ingenuity. 
Then a yellow with a little bit of, like, more of a mustard. That's strength on the light side. Highly skilled, like Kuran. And then a sunset color, physical strength, uh, powerful Jedi, extreme strength, Lobaka, use that one. A gray, whitish gray one, calm and clear. Those who are calm, remain calm and focused on the living force, it's Terra Sinube. The dark saber was even here back in the day. Self obsession, pre Vizala. Uh, and then one that's just white is obedience and service. Uh, those with obedience to a larger cause, Imperial Knights. But we saw that used in the season two. Now, how they use them. Uh, they get their, They come from kyber crystals, which are found in uh, frozen caves in the world of Ilum, uh, uh, though they could be replaced by Kunda stones. Sith had red-hued synthetic crystals. There are some inconsistencies in the lore, and uh, some categorizations might be uh, of the colors, you know, they may be, and there's quirks abound. So there are caveats. Uh, Let's check the fandom, Star Wars uh, fandom.com for lightsaber crystal, uh, also known as kyber crystals. Uh, they uh, were widely wide variety of crystals, gems, stones used as energy source for a lightsaber. Uh, crystals that resonated to produce an efficient, powerful blade. Uh, in different places, uh, Jedi and Sith used the different ones for different skills, colors, and abilities. Uh, they could even enhance the Force skills of a user. Uh, during the Great Sith War, they were used uh, Kunda stones uh, from uh, planet Cadrill in place of crystals. Um, what else? Uh, you ha- after you place it in lightsaber, you have to imbue it with the force uh, and meditate on the crystal for many days. Uh, significance of colors, they, you know, they talk about it. They even show pre-Vasala known lightsaber crystals. There's a nice long list and force crystals and holy moly, a lot of stuff, even behind the scenes stuff. Uh, but that's it for now. This is your friend, uh, Wendy Marstrap, saying I'll see you soon. Hopefully May, May the 5th, May the 4th, or whatever around then. But if if not, I'll see you whenever Scooter comes and gets me. I'll, otherwise, if you're on uh, Tatooine or anywhere else, I'll be walking. Look look for me and do the do-back. Uh, or if you ever need any travel tips, you could reach me. Um, I don't know how you could reach me because Scoot, don't reach me through Scooter because he says, I'm not, you know, I'll be back because they say, you're going to pick me up for uh, May the 4th uh, in your world. And he says, um, he says, yeah, I'll see you. Don't worry. I'll see you soon. Do you have that recording made? That's what he just said to me. Now I said, oh, let me go do it. Sorry about that. Uh, I make a tent under Dewey the Dewback. Uh, so I'm sitting with my back against the Dewback. In the sand under a big blanket. That's why I sound so good. Scooter does say that. You sound great. So thanks and good night, everybody. From uh, Wendy Marstrap, Dewey the Dewback, Scooter, and uh, a big salute to everyone involved in the creation of the Mandalorian. Good night. All right. I want to thank everybody who reviewed the show on uh, Apple Podcasts recently. Meg MB says occasional insomniac. Don't normally have trouble falling asleep, but when I do, I wake up in the middle of the night, stay awake for hours and hours after I finally resent, rel- relent, not resent, and turn on sleep with me. 
I drift off. Uh, my biggest tip, don't think about it too much. Just close your eyes and listen. Uh, CPAP Pap, uh, says, uh, this is the best sleep podcast. Thanks for all the times you've rambled on and on with half nonsensical stories that lulled me into dreamland. I've been listening for the past year and never heard the end. If I'm not feeling up for the intro, I'll skip ahead. If I'm needing to fall asleep or feeling anxious, uh, but I know it's far off, I'll listen to the intro and wind down. And I love that you use this place, this place, space to plant seeds of inclusivity and compassion for anyone that's not happy with that. Maybe you need to listen some more and open your mind. Uh, thank you. Uh, Jessica for America says amazing. I slept for the first time in a long time without taking any pills. There's some ads at first, but I only remember a few things he said. Then I was a sl- off relief to sleep. Uh, Slytherin94 says it's 20 minutes of ads. Uh, Harry Styles Fan Club says amazing. I don't know what you guys are on. His voice is so relaxing. Thank you for including important topics, making people feel welcomed. I can't even tell you how much I almost cried. Thank you for the small impact you're making. Keep up the good work. Uh, Abby, Abby, Abby S from Canada says, pleasantly surprised. I have to admit I was hesitant to try this because I tried a lot of other sleep apps and found myself still awake after many episodes. First episode worked like magic and fell asleep within 30 minutes. Never happened before. Uh, someone that has emojis that I can't really see, like a farmer ear and standing farmer ear scooter. Been falling asleep since 2015. Love it. Right after that person's was worthless. Uh, Mike Jake, uh, uh, did not like the podcast. Uh, Pete says sleep guaranteed. Can't make it five minutes before I fall asleep. And DJ Perry says, triple question mark. No idea what the podcast is about because I fall asleep within five minutes. So thanks, everybody, for taking the time to review the podcast. I, re- I really do appreciate it. Uh, it's like because it helps other people. I don't know. Like I know people read the reviews and then it helps them decide. Or maybe it says, oh, okay, it does take a few tries. So I really appreciate it. Uh, assuming we exist at a free podcast because people that support the sponsors or support the show on Patreon or spread the word that helps the show grow, helps new people discover the podcast. You could do it without even mentioning sleep with me, believe it or not. Eventually that'll help sleep with me just by introducing someone to podcast apps, showing them your podcast app and saying, Hey, there's one on your phone. You could start with that one, or you could try to download this one. Here's some, well, let me help it. Like walk them through the process. Any age you find that whatever it is, like it was three out of four people don't listen to podcasts. I think maybe half those people would, they just need to be slowly soft sold on it, but shown how not in a way of like, let me show you how to do it, but say, Hey, I don't know if you knew this, like, just check this out. It's really easy. It's free. And for everything you're interested in, there's a really great, and the people, some people say this, like it's a bad thing, but for everything you're interested in, there's 40 podcasts and some of those are pretty good. Uh, so help them and uh, show them. And then eventually that'll work. So I sleep with me. We do have a referral program for people that regularly refer listeners at sleep slash refer that you could check out too. And that's it. Uh, just got one more thing I want to tell you about. Good night. All right, everybody is scoots here talking to you in with this month and, uh, sleep with me plus, uh, audio news. 
Uh, we got a referral program going. If you want to sign up for that, you can always do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. I'm going to run through all the content we put out um, this month on Sleep With Me Plus. If you're still waiting to transition on Patreon to Sleep With Me Plus, you got most of this stuff too. And uh, first, I'm going to start with uh, like the the podcast, the bonus uh, podcast uh, on Sleep With Me Plus. And I'm going to go in reverse. So this Saturday, uh, Posty's got a new series that comes out on uh, uh, every other Saturday, just about. And it's called Welcome to Scooterville. And he's real, people are really excited about this. Those are Posty Super Deluxe episodes. Everybody that supports the show gets those in the bonus feed. And they're really fun. They're really cool and really creative. Uh, some people like listening to them during the day. Some people fall asleep to them. On last Thursday, TNG First Contact Part 2 came out for Boar Friends and Boar Besties. And uh, so it was coverage, two, two, uh, two-part coverage in January and February. Bonus episode covering the Star Trek The Next Generation movie Contact, uh, First Contact, excuse me. Uh, then Saturday, uh, oh wait, no, I'm, I'm scrolling too fast, sorry. Um, yeah, then Saturday, February 3rd was another Posty Super Deluxe Welcome to Scooterville episode. And, uh, yeah, that was all, everything in the bonus content feed. I think we got one more bonus. Uh, we got, um, some other stuff coming out. All intro, all night episodes. This for, uh, Boar Buds and Boar Besties. Uh, it was deep value. And, uh, uh I don't know what the <laughs> Patreon tiers were anymore. Deep value and ultimate value or something. So we had an all-intro episode come out February 8th. Uh, and Big Farm in the Sky, P.I., all-night episodes, uh, the six episodes 6 or 13. That was part two, six hours and 18 minutes of Big Farm in the Sky, P.I. And then, yeah, this week, uh, another all-intro episode will come out. Another all-intro episode came out on uh, February, January 26th or 28th. I can't read that. Okay, and then the story-only feed and the ad-free feed on Sleep With Me Plus, you know, the, the story-only episodes and the um, ad-free full episodes come out on the same day. So if you're a story-only listener, you get those on the same day. Or if you're, like, you know, making playlists. Um, so let's see. Those are two separate podcasts on Sleep With Me Plus, um, but same content, uh, just... Uh, the story-only versions have no, well, obviously no ads, no theme music, no uh, jingle music, and no thank yous at the end and no intros, just the story-only portion of the episode. Okay, so Sunday, 1239, Dessert Week, that was Great British Bake Off, episode six. Wednesday was Pup Pup Prodigy, our new series, Multiplex, episode one. Uh, February 11th was Wandering Towers, a board game unboxing. There's 1,253 episodes in this feed right now. Um, sorry, I went off topic there. February 7th was, uh, Tapestry, which was for Valentine's Day in the public feed. And that was, um, a TNG, like a, like a repeat of a TNG episode 560. 
February 4th, Roaring Twenties, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, uh, Episode 5, that's Season 10, Collection 7, uh, 1235, January 31st, uh, was uh, Notebooks of the Journey into the World of Friends. That was a series review, we kind of look at the making of that series. January 28th was uh, Romancing the Stone, Tell the Tape, uh, in anticipation of Argyle. Uh, which you still haven't seen yet. Uh, that was, uh, and then uh, January 24th was Dairy Week, Great British Baking You Off to Sleep, Season 10, Collection 7, Episode 4. And you can also see kind of we stick at the same kind of rhythm uh, for the most part of uh, a kind of random Trending Tuesday style episode that could be anything the board game unboxing, tell the tape, uh, personal essay. Then um, we do uh, the written series. So we finished up Journey into World of Friends. Now we're starting Multiplex. Then a TV show recap with uh, Great British Bake Off. And uh, yeah, what else? Uh, I think that's everything. What I record this week? Great question. This ended up being the week of Bring It On, uh, the cheerleading movie from 2000, by kind of by accident. Well, not even kind of by accident, totally by, like, uh, I did an episode I thought was going to be about Crayola crayons. Ended up kind of, I'm trying to imagine if there was a role-playing game based on the film that I'd never seen Bring It On, even though I quote the trailer all the time on this podcast. Then I watched over two episodes, uh, bring it on, on mute, uh, and like kind of recorded, kind of like a TV recap episode. And, um, those, uh, like with, with some kind of like, well, I rented the movie. So two out of two, two, one and a half episodes have good quality close captioning. But then my uh, rental ran out when I like I, I broke up the second episode into two parts. So the final uh, twenty five minutes of the show, the movie, I didn't have the best closed captioning. Even though it was mostly action based, it was like the championship. But yeah, I'd never seen. I still never saw it. it's already been brought, and but I'll, I'll, you know I'll look up the trailer later today just to see. And those will come out, I don't know, right now it's in February. I don't know, those will come out March or April. And those will probably come out as TV recaps because we're still recovering, honestly, from the strike. And I'm still a little, um, you know, all the Great British Bake Off episodes we recorded before the strike. Uh, and so I'm still easing my way back into figuring out what our future of uh, TV recap style episodes is. So we have some interim content right now. As I kind of uh, see what I'm comfortable with uh, and is sustainable for the long term of the podcast. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll go from there. And uh, um, yeah, I think that's it for now. I'm uh, glad you're all here. And uh, if you ever want to support the show directly, trying to put these at the end of the public episodes um, just as an experiment so you can kind of get a better idea. Still a sleepy voice. But yeah, if you ever want to check out a seven-day trial at Sleep With Me Plus, it is a huge way to support all the work that goes into the show and make sure the podcast stays sustainable so that you can, you can rely on it and a ton of other people can rely on it. Um, and 
Yeah, you can do that at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. Uh, and then let me know what you think uh, or, or tell me so I can say thank you. Uh, thanks so much and good night.